I'm Shiko. I'm Yam. And I'm Gadoni. And this is Okay Kiyasi. Welcome. We've made it to episode five, y'all. Episode five. It's wild. What do you guys think about it so far? Not you guys, the audience. No, no, I'm telling the people. I'm like, well, it's been going. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I know that. I guess I'm proud of us. <laughs> I like the hosts. They're so great. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how has y'all's week been? Gadan, you want to start us off this week? Um, my week has been busy. I had an event last week for podcasters. I do this monthly events, and um, it went really well. I think. Um, so I was really excited about it. But I think first of all, hype yourself up a little more. Oh my god! So I have monthly meetups for podcasters around the continent, not just like in Kenya. First, period. Mm -hmm. And that's on Mary and Halam and everyone else in that damn school. Amen. Anyway, it's on commas, exclamations, and periods. Thank you. And periods. Damn. Okay. Thanks on you. grammar. That's on columns and semicolons. <laughs> That's, That's on, on sentence grammar. construction. <laughs> that is on that Webster's is on dictionary. <laughs> Not a dictionary. <laughs> Not any Webster. Okay. <laughs> and that's yeah, on so Webster. It's on Webster. So um, it was a really good event. But I think after that, I did a like decompress situation. And I was just like, wow, I didn't know I was under some pressure. Um, so now I'm good. The next week is going to be a lot of reports and things like that, which I guess is okay. Um, it's okay. I mean, apart from that, my week was cool. Nothing exciting. I looked up uh, therapists in Nairobi yesterday. The Yay! Day good yeah, job. Yeah, because um, a lot of people have been telling me I need to go to therapy. <laughs> and my therapist went through a situation so she's not back yet and there's only so much waiting somebody can do so um did she so give you I'm a new options um no also because she went through like she went through a lot when like when she was going quiet she was going through like she lost her son she like it was just like a lot of stuff happened and so it was one of those things to be like, hi, actually, so as you're going through all of this, would you recommend someone else? I was just like, that seems a bit heartless. So I didn't ask, but I found this place online. I was checking BetterHelp because, yeah, I'd been looking at them for a while. And I found a place um, in Nairobi on Riverside Drive. So I wrote them like an email type thing for them to contact me. So they'll probably do it tomorrow because I think I did it yesterday. And yeah. We'll see how that goes, because everybody knows I need my therapy. <laughs> we all I'm here need for the therapy. healing. Yeah, man. Yeah, for, for the sure. healing. You guys, how are Nyambura? you? Nyambura, Nyambura. Um, I'm doing good. The week was good. Um, we went back to... Uh, it's been kind of slow on the baking front, but um, otherwise it's been good. Uh, I did a bit of social stuff this weekend. On Friday, I went to a women in marketing meetup um, and it was just really good, like listening to the different speakers. I felt really inspired. Um, sometimes I've been feeling like, oh, gosh, I wish I should be doing more by now at this point in my career, but I just felt really encouraged uh and then yesterday we celebrated the bestie's birthday boop, 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 boop. Hey. shout out um and so it was also a really good just like a really nice evening um conversations with friends we talked about the state of our country um and just like celebrating one another um our friendship and then we went out just for a polite a couple light one drink and some nice music and we were home by like one it was just a superb weekend um that's awesome yeah. well outside yeah yes we outside, outside. Yes. we outside <laughs> yeah. i love that for you mm -hmm. and you and Jiko, how was yours 
Hey, um, so this was my first week back at work. Um, it was interesting. Okay, so I'm a teacher. So when I say my first week back at work after the summer, and um, we had no students, so it was just meetings and teachers doing a lot of stuff. Um, I feel like for the first time this year, I'm not feeling as anxious as I typically am going into the school year. I don't know if that's because I actually took a lot of time to prepare and set myself up for a good beginning of the year. Um, or if it's just like years of experience and like the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Or um, if it's just the fact that... I don't know. I'm in a better place mentally too because I've been yes. putting in the work. Um, yes, I'm work. here for that. Yeah, so I don't know what it is, but I'm grateful for it regardless. Um, I One of my goals this year is to just put myself out there a little more in um, the social aspect of my job. I think last week we talked about how I'm not necessarily the most social when it comes to work. And... I want to put myself out there a little more. There's a couple of people who I work with who I'm like, ah, I like your vibe. Like, I feel like me and you would be friends. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, like, just reaching out and being very um, intentional about reaching out to those people who I feel like we could, like, expand our relationship or friendship or whatever. Um, yeah. Coincidence. When you think... I don't know, like some, <laughs> yeah, I've become one of those people where I'm just, I don't know if it's a season of life or what's going on, but when I think of it, I'm trying to do it. So like, if I think of a friend, like trying to send them a message or whatever, like just being intentional about my relationships, because Lord knows I am one of those people you can send me a message and I'll reply a month later or like at the month mark, I'll be like, oh shit, it's been so long. Now I'm anxious to reply. So like, um just working that out i also had a therapy session and i have another one tomorrow so it's been nice to have like i know right it's been nice to have those people around me and i think i have a really good team on my therapy therapy front or therapist front you even have a team you go girl i have a team gang gang so i am grateful and i'm enjoying this weekend after this recording please mark my words i am going grocery shopping because we love this, we love this girl... for christian <laughs> <laughs> yes we love this for christian to be honest because when i don't go grocery shopping the man struggles me i know how to open the fridge and to figure it out but christian i feel so bad so i'm gonna go to costco do my grocery shopping and everything i also need to condition my hair and deep condition my hair that's a goal that extra step um although i've already determined i'm wearing a wig this whole week so <laughs> i need to deep condition but my your wig curls and my are hair. popping bruh why why they are, you doing are but the, here's the thing like i've been working out a lot so i sweat it out and then on top of that mm. it's still so hot or it's or rather it's still so humid so i walk outside and my hair is already afroing and then right. on top of that you put sweat it's like it's too much it's, it's too so much nice, so, so exactly okay. so wigs are the future wigs are the way so exciting yeah. oh wait one last thing i need to because she could tell me to pick up myself i have um a thing i'm doing on youtube on tuesday i'm speaking on like content creation um on a youtube channel which is like really cool it's like someone actually approached me on linkedin and was like hi i'd like to speak on this and i was just like what I'm wow. a person who's approached and asked to speak on things. Who wow. am I? So excited. Okay, so because so that's like a that's like a time um whatever thing, like ten, time sensitive thing. Maybe put it on our stories this week and whoever sees it. Yeah, so I'll put it on it. our stories. I'll put it on mine as well. Um because by the time this episode is coming out, it'll have been like at four and the episode comes out at seven. So yeah, the guys who can show up, that would be cool. But yeah, guys, who am I? Good this is going to be my third speaking thing. Indeed? I'm just like, when did I become a person that speaks? What? Good but you are. Anyway, so exciting. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, you just have to claim it. And you know, it's so funny because Liam, I, but... I was talking to Gadoni about it and mm-hmm. we were talking about how one of her friends or someone she had seen put in their bio all these things that they are when their mm-hmm. stuff is not really that big. And I feel <laughs> yeah, like well... as small time content creators, we get like intimidated by putting on the internet that yeah i'm a content creator yeah. just because we yeah. don't have millions of followers you know what i mean yeah so that imposter syndrome can be intense but Kadoni, keep bigging up yourself man yeah because this person right now saying she goes like their podcast producer their podcast do you their podcast this and i'm like it's just because they do their podcast on their own and i was like wait we are all those things also <laughs> we are <laughs> which is so wild but yeah, yeah we got to big up ourselves so in the spirit of self bigging up that's what's happening and then after the thing, because it'll be on YouTube, I can add the link to something. I don't know. The show on notes. YouTube, somewhere. Oh, the show. Oh, my God. That feels intimidating. Yeah. I'll put them in the show notes after. You got it. I guess it. before. You got it. So exciting, yeah. guys. And while we're talking about this, I just want to thank all of you guys who have been listening and like shouting us yeah. out and also just we supporting us. We thank you. Yeah, we really yeah. do thank you because it means a lot. Um, this this podcast is obviously very vulnerable and everything and to have support and to have people um, being nothing but positive and even if it's like constructive criticism because we have gotten that too. Like, oh, this would be better if you did this or whatever. Please, we thank you too. Like, it yeah. really means yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yum, you got the wheel? Yes, I do. Yes, I got the wheel. Like a record spin, 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 spin me. Yeah, I did it. Let's go. <laughs> <You> ready? <laughs> I was ready this week. Hey, we got the soundtrack back. Mm-hmm. Track is back. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Boom. <laughs> so today we're talking about in my sights what are you guys looking forward to i think we've already kind of tackled oh, this no i should have waited but part of yes. it but it's okay yeah <laughs> we can still so go about it shiko what you feeling um for me it's just the beginning of the school year um i get new students tomorrow i get um new personalities new problems new everything you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so just that Mm -hmm. excitement of seeing who's going to be in my class this year um and i really look forward to the beginning of this school year which is wild for me but that's what's in my sights right now awesome um i think it's also work related i'm doing a workshop um it's going to be recorded because it's on election week but um it's for one of the programs that i've been working on um which has brought together a lot of people who are solving in the environmental sustainability um, industry or space so i'm looking forward to Doing that, um, I'm teaching them about building a sustainable brand. So that's what I'm working on this week. And I also just started a new class, uh, Digital Marketing Techniques. Our first session was Ooh, on Thursday. Teach. So yeah, I'm looking forward. To, I really get excited when I meet new people. So it's like a challenge to um, make sure that what I'm teaching them is relevant to them, that it's stuff that they can translate in their everyday uh, life, whether it's in their workplace as employees or um, sometimes even just as individuals. You know, everyone has like a side hustle somewhere, like an Instagram shop. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. How many students do you have? So, so far we have eight for the for the um, digital marketing techniques class uh, usually we'll be sure by the second session because there's sometimes people who will sign up a little later um, and then for this other program they've they've been kind of bringing down the numbers so I'm now going to be teaching or training the finalists uh, and they are 15 of them yeah That's well, finalists. Good yeah it's a really good program uh i don't know that uh you should check it out it's the afri plastics challenge so cool gavari you got anything else no no i've bigged up myself that's all i have this week um on tuesday i don't know that i have anything else um yeah so mine's the thing on tuesday 
really excited. Also looking forward to going back to the gym full time this week. <clears throat> do it. I, I I want to share your sentiments. I really I really do. But it's cold in Nairobi. I hope your coach listens to this so he can keep you accountable. The one coach who would be listening. There's two who would listen, but um, I don't think they listen. But also, I, if they had it, they'd just be like, you got to push. You got to I'm just like, Ugh. so I'm not in. The, I feel like my knees, you know, that feeling of I feel like my body has forgotten how to work out. So I'm just like, uh, do I have to? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like cool. we also need to give a what's it called? We're doing things a little differently this week. Yeah. Um our episode was a little bit too long. We were just pouring and sharing our hearts. So um this week's episode is actually going to be split into a part 1 and a part 2, meaning that this week after this intro you're going to get one half of the episode and then you're going to have to wait a whole week for part 2 of this episode but i promise you it'll be so worth it it will uh we're going to some really deep stuff reactions until the end of next week but one like (laughs) oh sorry next week it would be next week so wait wait until i'm saying like wait until part two before you have a reaction (laughs) (laughs) no i think it's okay to have any reaction it's just like um it was a very deep episode, very emotional yeah, for, for sure. us. Um, uh, we go a lot into uh, mommy and daddy issues, um, which I think everybody has. Um, so just in case this is also serving as a trigger warning, in case you, it's something that you're not willing or ready to deal with for yourself. Um, but yeah, we, we, we look forward to hearing what you guys will think at the end of it all. Yeah, you ready to jump in? Let's get into the episode. Enjoy. (laughs) Hello, hello, and welcome back. Um, so today we're talking parents. Um, we're talking, yeah, spicy, spicy. Um, so the thing that um through this whole experience, and I'm sure it's the same for you guys in your families. Um, you can all grow up in the same house even, um, and not separate, but everybody has a different experience of parents. Um, yeah, there's, of course, the, the, there's favorites, there's unspoken favorites, there's um, just different ways you experience your parents in terms of their ups, their downs. Um, so... It all, I feel like also the order that you were born kind of matters of too. Course. Yeah. Yeah. So, for sure. um, I, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Says the middle born. <laughs> the middle born is like. Mm. I was like, uh, okay, yeah, okay. And then he's like, I'm a favorite regardless of my. <laughs> yeah. So um, today we're just gonna be talking about that and and talk about like maybe what are some of the things that. Um, we admire about our parents um maybe some of the ways we feel we've been let down um and again we're just gonna be in a space of healing um processing um yeah guys yeah um also i just want to let everyone know again i think i said this before but don't come for our people because if you come for our people i will come for you yeah there's still a lot of um love for the people that we're discussing today yeah so even if those people are um, listening because i know they're very supportive in everything that we do Mm -hmm. um don't take it as uh shitting on you fest you know what i mean we're not bashing our Um, story exactly we're just sharing our experiences Mm -hmm. and i read something the other day that said you're not responsible for your parents feelings wow (laughs) and that explains to you what will happen this episode (laughs) and it was like you know what you can go through some things and i know in your parents perspective for them maybe that's the only thing they thought was right or whatever it is Mm -hmm. however with that being said um i feel like it's also important for you us to be able to share our experiences and views coming from a positive place rather than a place to bash and hit at them you know what i mean for sure that's true and um as well i think as uh i guess to how do you say preface the whole discussion um i think we all have the realization 
I'll speak for myself, especially through therapy, that um, your parents are who they are and they're making do with whatever tools they have based on whatever traumas they have faced, based on how they were raised. So even as we approach this discussion, we're very aware that they've done the best that they can and they are good people. So um, we just thought that it's, it's best for you to keep that in mind um even as we have a chat so let's get down to it okay okay so um the first thing that we wanted to tackle is our different views of our parents so what we're going to do is go one by one Mm -hmm. sharing what our experience has been with um each one of our parents and Mm -hmm. then yeah we can go from there gavani do you want to start us off this time no thank you I'm like, let me take a cue from whoever it is on how to be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> because you know I am not. <laughs> okay, yum. Um, yeah, sure. So um, I think you should have already figured by now that we come from a blended family. So I'm going to speak about everyone I consider as parent, um, even though... I, I may have thoughts on how things should have been or could have been different. Um, so like I mentioned, Gadoni and I are from uh, a set of parents. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. I think like everyone is entitled to their view of their story. So um, yeah, so I think first I'd like to honor our mom, um, our biological mom, because she is the reason that we are here. Um now because she passed away when we were really young i can't really speak to uh, a relationship with her um and sometimes that makes me very sad um and for context how old were you guys yeah so for context i was five and gadoni was two and a half when she passed away um so and the nature in which she did pass away was uh i think she was very young first and she was also very loved so many people were very i guess affected by yes and the death was tragic so i think because of it people didn't really talk about her to us um in fact for a long time we were a trigger of grief for many people so people would look at us and just like burst into tears and just be like oh my gosh oh yeah these girls these sweet girls and while we understood it growing up i wish i knew the person that they were um morning um and so i remember when i turned um 30 that was a pivotal year for me because i had outlived her um my chest feels like i'm about to bust like that's why i'm quiet i can't Mm. yeah and um i think that's the first time i was able to grieve her properly for myself um and not even as a mom necessarily but maybe even just as a woman because at that time i was also going through a lot of things and i was just like can you imagine having two children on top of that what your hopes and dreams are for yourself you know even what you want to accomplish and then having all of that cut short um abruptly um so for me i i i grieve the relationship i could have had and so that's when i also was more deliberate to talk to people who knew her um her friends or those who are now willing and able because now a lot of time had passed it had been like 25 years for them to tell me about her so i wanted to know like was she happy um was she funny you know in that sense you want to look for little parts of yourself in her even though you don't know her and you don't remember her and it breaks my heart not to have the memory of her um but if if you're listening to this and you knew something about her i i would really hope that you could come and tell it to you gadani it's okay yeah. baby um yeah so that's a, a core parent that I wish I had a relationship with. I, I think a lot about what she would have said, what she could have said, how I am like her, you know, all these little things and little quirks. Of course, there are some people who will say, oh, you really used to cling to her. You would hold on to her knee. You were really close to her. Um, 
I just wish I knew that for myself as well. Um, but it's funny you mentioned it like at 30s when you started going on that journey of self-discovery because even as me looking on the outside like I could tell you discovering that by how you addressed her in little ways like around that time when you would post Mother's Day posts you would post one for mom and then one for her as well and I don't feel like in your life you had ever like been very open or vocal about where you really come from until then yeah i think because of the amount of grief um people feel when they talk about her it felt like it was easier not to discuss her because you also don't want people always weeping and always sad so you don't want to bring up something that you feel like is the wrong thing to do and also maybe when i was younger i felt like i wanted to protect mom um and it's not something that she put on me but i was like i didn't want her to feel like i'm lacking or i want more or she's not enough which is a lot for a child to carry but i just never wanted to bring her up in that way to make her feel less than but then as i grew up and coming into adulthood it's realizing that um honoring her or thinking about her or knowing more about her doesn't um affect it 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 shouldn't have a direct correlation necessarily to mom or what it is it would be different it is what it is um so in owning it in understanding her and maybe for me the shift was seeing her as a human being not just my late mom um there was a shift there for me as well um so as she continues to rest in peace i i think that's i, I know gathani is quiet she's also been silently weeping as i spoke um yeah so for me i think let's just cover her so that i'm done with this <laughs> okay um it's woo okay so it's it was annoying for me my relationship with her has been like very all over the place because at first it was it almost felt like a ghost i owed everything and nothing at the same time because everyone's like i remember one day um one of my aunties was like you laugh like her and i was like why don't i know that for myself you know there's no pictures there's no videos there's no, like there's nothing it was I know she existed because I do, but that was it, you know. Jesus. I didn't think I'd cry this much. <laughs> was there a deliberate, like, um, how do I say this? Was it deliberate of people around you to hide the pictures? Or was it just like the day, in, day and age that it was where, you know, t- people typically didn't take as many pictures as we do now? It was more on special occasions, like... I think there was a deliberate hiding of pictures in the house. I don't know if you want to get into that because I feel like it would paint people in like and and like you wouldn't understand why. Yeah. But I feel like there was in the house specifically a lot of her things got I can put it for you politically correctly. I think when were very married just out of i guess maybe respect also and there may be other circumstances you know when you have a new wife you maybe don't want to keep things from your old wife that could be one of the things um there are other stories about things there are some pictures that were destroyed or you know stuff like that it's remembering them getting destroyed you know what i mean oh you really yeah so it's all of that some destroyed and then now plus the grief of people not wanting to address it so everything gets shut off in a box and that's the end of that story Yeah. yeah and then i remember um when i turned 20 so between 21 and 24 i had an absolute identity crisis and so i went on a mission to find out more about her because the thing is for me um based on family I didn't feel like I fit in with the like with mom's side. Mm. I don't feel like I fit with Vava's side extended family wise. The people I feel like I fit in with the most are mom's people. Mm. Like Nyawira, when I say mom, wow. I don't think I've ever called her that. But Nyawira's people are the ones I feel like I fit in with the most. So I just wanted to understand is it that aspects of me 
because they didn't fit in any of the other extended families what is it here that i don't know about myself and will it help me feel less <clears throat> quote unquote outsider right so and on this journey and i remember like some of her siblings were like we can't tell you anything it still hurts us and in my head i was like genuinely fuck you because you've had an opportunity to get to know her i'm trying to figure out myself you i've never known anything about her it felt very selfish how they did it or the approach it was but also it felt very um step on eggshelly because like nyam was telling you people still to this they will be like oh my god you have her face i just and i'm like i don't know what the fuck you're crying about i sympathize with you yeah like it's external you want to tell them sorry even though it's your person yeah right because i genuinely don't know what that means for them and then it doesn't help that for me what i wanted from the stories was real stories but because like nyam said she passed away young and it was tragic it's almost like all the bad she did disappeared and she became this perfect little angel that always held and she was like a flower and she was so ginger and kind and spoke right. with a soft voice and i'm like but i can't connect to a soft voiced i don't know who that is because that's not a real person and i think the anger comes from i would have known you know like how people say kids know your best like the version of you no one else knows mm. i'm like you might have been ginger outside but i'd have seen you shout a couple of times but do you shout like do you fight like me on yam you know what i mean <laughs> like were you a bitch secretly because where the fuck <laughs> <laughs> who's the bitch like where did i get it from okay let's be honest this, I got like, all of it is from this internally me all me <laughs> i got it like, all from baba we know from? okay i know we got it i, I know 100% my bitch is from my father but <laughs> <laughs> i'm like um like there's certain elements of it that i didn't know or feel like i wasn't allowed to explore and there's one of her sisters who's been so amazing about it she'll keep the pictures but she'll be like so there's a time she stole my clothes and we were fighting i'm like oh thank god she stole clothes you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's like yes. oh my god thank god like there's a version of her that had been put into like she felt like an angel that yeah and then my auntie broke her down into she was a human it's like oh thank god i don't have to live up to this because sometimes it also felt like you have to live up to being this person because she's your person right, right. and then the guilt also around that relationship because sometimes shit would be happening and i'm like what would have happened if she didn't die like what would that have looked like but in my head i can never separate her not the guilt comes with if she stayed shiko wouldn't exist and life can't exist without shiko you know what i mean why jeez so i'm just like <laughs> how do i separate the two where i genuinely want to know her but i can't live a life without my small sister so what does that look like yeah. you know why, why is that a thing yeah. and i think it keeps affecting me because like now in december we got a voice note of her singing and i'm just like from who her big brother was just randomly was like oh my god i found this thing here and i'm just like it's so trippy that for the first time i had my mother's voice for the first time when i was 34 mm-hmm. no 33 i hadn't had my birthday yet i'm like for the first time in my entire life at 33 and it wasn't even her speaking it was her singing but it's listening to her voice and being able to hear nyam or mm. elements of nyam and just being like oh shit she's like like i sent a voice note to my she best friend real. and i was like shit she wasn't a ghost like she's actually like she existed like it feels like you know when you find scientists get excited about fossils for dinosaurs <laughs> it was like oh my god dinosaurs <laughs> like the tyrannosaurus rex existed it felt like that it was just like i heard this rich people tangible outside. just to make a lighter i heard <laughs> rich people are buying dinosaurs now it's like the new cryptocurrency um but yeah i don't know i heard that they said that it's possible for you to revive them i don't know why they won't revive dinosaurs because like a t-rex is going to be the size of the house do they think it's gonna be like jurassic world where they're like blue blue stop blue and then they just <laughs> yeah, you're stop. going to give nyam nightmares you watch dr strange you'll be fine so like it was just that um it's weird things like that where i know i've seen pictures and i've seen pictures where we're together so i know and i exist so i know she existed but it's just everyone's relationship about it and also every time i go to ask father about questions every time i almost there's a space i say his eyes enter it's almost like he enters a dream and it scares me so much so i avoid asking him questions almost how long were they married five years maybe 
so the i think they got married when she was 23 so it had been a while because i was five and i think i was born two years years, sorry two years into their um so at least seven years yeah so it must have been like maybe seven or eight years Mm -hmm. yeah but again even that is a mystery do you know if it was a happy relationship um, so I have spoken to some of my aunts and they said that she was happy. Um, and I think it became an important question for me to ask maybe when I was going through my own turmoil yeah. and maybe also based on my experience of like our father, I was curious if she was happy in her marriage, but she was. Okay. Um, so again, though, you never know these are things that you want to have a discussion one-on-one with a person because that's when you get the real story yeah Yeah, but uh, but either way like yeah she was happy so so like that's i think what it is it's just i wish i had elements of her i wish i had i watched the other day a chick who was like my mom died at nine but i have her like train from her wedding and i get to wear it and i was just like i don't even have a shoe you know, like, <laughs> it's just like what in the but you have eyes you have her eyes or, or i think i have her nose have, i don't even know you have what features of, you have the dna i have the dna but i don't know that it's enough i'm like how did you laugh you know it's like send yeah like okay so i guess like what yam said if you have stories send them to us i mean please make her human because i if i hear another angelic story I will like <laughs> throw crazy. up. Yeah, so um, maybe this is also an opportunity for us to maybe look at this for maybe for next episode or another episode in the future. Um, if we do want to delve into grief, yeah, I think there's episode. yeah there's a place for childhood grief, um, and unpacking that where you lose a person when you're too young, and how that grief pans out throughout um your life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Talking about grief. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and for those of you who've lost someone i know if someone died young it might hurt for you please talk to your children let them know because there's just a lack of consideration for them and their loss because you were too young you don't remember yes i get i was two and a half but 24 year old me really just came with a like i want to know so talk to them allow them that space to ask questions don't let them feel like nyamo saying where you feel like it's my responsibility to take care of your feelings as well where i have to be responsible for that as a young at a young age Mm -hmm. yeah may she continue to rest in peace rape rip how was your experience with your father (laughs) um so i think i he always seemed like the fun parent especially in the time when the folks were together um just because he didn't really do much of the disciplining mom did a lot of it um on you <laughs> and yeah i got the biggest brunt of discipline um gosh there's a time i ran away from home <laughs> did you guys know well at least i attempted but i was so young so i ran away to the neighbor's house and i was like when they come they'll i was like please when you come don't i was there were no phones so i was like they'll come and then they'll take me away but then the house help of the neighbors told our house help and so I, she came to pick me and then i thought i had really gotten away <laughs> Even if it wasn't the house help who came to pick you it's kina mom who came to pick you. no 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 it's the house help and then she was oh, like she made you sit in the city she room. made me sit there in my school uniform and wait for them to come home so that i can be ex- that's the that's the first time i remember like papa being so mad he was so mad at me i was so scared because i was like my sister gone um so anyway he was the fun parent for a long time um he always wanted to do things he was destructured you know like he used to overtake when he was taking us to school like you know dangerous like those when overtaking is dangerous (laughs) yeah it was because there was a cop at the front so you don't know if you'll be made to go up the highway or if you'll be allowed to pass yeah um yeah, so that's that was my initial view of him. And then, of course, things kind of changed as I was growing up, and especially around the separation and all of that. Um, I think I started to feel a responsibility to be more 
um, put together, less problematic, to be more helpful, that I now had a bigger role to play rather than just be a child. Um, and I feel like in that time we leaned a lot on one another. Um, I feel like it was a lot for a teenager to bear, but, uh, and that's why I was saying, you know, like when you guys are talking about going out and, you know, like I didn't have those experiences because I really felt I need to make sure Gadon is okay. We need to make sure that, you know, life is good, um, whatever. Of course, it was also, uh, I remember like going to speak at a father-daughter event because we were now being raised by a single father um so he was a single father of girls and also again in those days it was unheard of and in some senses i feel like i really appreciate like when i got my period um i was still very shy you know how you don't want to buy your own pads you think everyone at the supermarket is looking at you and judging you and they're like what heavy flow (laughs) yeah right um so he would buy them for me in that sense and i didn't get the sense that many fathers did that even from conversations with friends in boarding school and stuff like that so i really did appreciate that he was not like other dads because people would always talk about how detached their dads are or you know they talk to them about their grades and school fees you bring them the newspaper and so I I really felt that he was involved in school, in all those things. Um, but then also as I grew up, I think he's very strong and I think strong-willed. And there's a sense that it's his way or the highway. And so in that, in, I think as you come into your own, there's... A lot of room for headbutting. Um, I I also felt that, and and now I guess we'll go into this. You, everyone is free to share how much they want to, but I also really felt that I didn't feel he was being the same parent to me as to everyone else, and I felt that I needed to call him out on it, and of course that didn't go well About based what on the age? character. Um, I want to say maybe when I started to get to the age of. 18 19 yeah. i think i had just gone to college um it's when i felt bold enough or brave enough to be like you this is not okay um but again given the character that i have that that strong-willed my way or the highway type of um approach it's not something that landed very well so i think that's when our relationship kind of shifted um and he stopped to be he stopped being a friend in my eyes um, and now became just a parent, which is, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it is also a sad thing because it's still a loss. Um, because then I started to feel like, wow, okay. Okay, I thought it's like, a, I have your back, you have my back type. So it makes you doubt everything that was there before. It's like, were you this version so, or? Um, I think after that, uh, I mean, our relationship is not bad, I wouldn't say, but it's measured is what I, I, I think over time through therapy, I've just kind of determined how much I want to um, have emotional involvement. And to be honest, it's not that difficult because he's also very traditional. So like I remember when I got married, we never really used to speak because he's of that view of, see, you are married, you have gone to your your home now that's now your home you work on your home that kind of um kind of thinking so it doesn't really feel like i don't really know that he's set up to have a more you know like how mom wants a friendship let's talk all the time kind of relationship i don't get that vibe from him so i don't really feel like i'm at a loss because i know not to expect it but I'm also now measured in my approach and views. And I know his position will likely be this. There's definitely no way that position will change. So uh, I will not enter with emotional 
attachments to an outcome. But when you were going through that stage of life where you were entering those emotional attachments and testing the boundaries and like, not I wouldn't say being rebellious because I don't think you are being rebellious. You're just questioning different things. Mm-hmm. What was the longest time that you did not speak? Um, so I feel like it would go long, long periods of time on and off. So there's once when I was away from home, so maybe like two, three weeks, and then it was like intervention of aunts and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, We're also measuring how much we are telling, but yeah, there's that. And then um, I think that was also a big bearing on why I moved out really early, um, because I think I moved out at 19, 20? 21. I moved out at 20, um, because I lived in with housemates first and then yeah so i moved yeah yeah, i moved out at 20 (laughs) yeah housemates yeah um and then so after that i feel like it was on and off maybe the longest time i think was after i got married after the wedding because there was also some stuff around um there was also some stuff around uh the wedding so maybe two years i want to say that's long yeah but at the same time i didn't feel i don't that's it's that thing i'm saying of two years but it's two years with uh, i'm praying for you here and uh god bless you how you doing there (laughs) made a mention is what you mean (laughs) yeah so um but it doesn't feel bad because that's just his style also of adult parenting it's you make your own decisions you flow by yourself yeah, and do your thing once you you're done do anything your life uh, i can have opinions but yeah so i guess what i'm saying is while it may appear sad i didn't really feel like it was like the long periods of non-communication are not a big deal to me yeah Galone, what was your view with I think Baba? you should go because us guys have really just talked so much. But I feel like you guys, it would be interesting oh, co- it would to be compare and contrast y'all's relationships experience. and experiences because you guys grew up in the same house. I grew up in a totally different house. Okay. So um, my experience of him when I was young was very supportive father who showed up for everything. So he's the kind of guy who, because I was a sports, I never actually used to do, well, sports day swimming gala type babe. And like he'd be the first parent to show up. You know that thing where I don't have to worry about is my parent there or not. He'd be the first guy to rock up. He'd be the guy who's buying you and your squad samosas or whatever it is. You know, he'd just be... Because like Nyam said, he was the fun guy when we were young. Like the fun parent. Everyone. I think still now, a lot of people who when they meet him... Yeah. When everyone meets him, it's just like, oh my god, you're so cool. Oh my god, you're so cool. And it's just like, yeah, cool, whatever. But like he's always been that guy. So for me, it was a lot of that. I feel like because when Yam went to high school, then we were in the house alone for two years. We entered, I think that's when I bonded with him the most because it was the two of us. We didn't even have like, um, it was just before Reggie came into our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a period of time where it was genuinely the two of us. Regina is our house help. The best. <laughs> the She's best. been there since I was in class. Regina is not even a household. She's Regina is part of our family. She's family now. So um, she's been there since I think I was in like class. I don't even remember. But like I was sixteen, so fourteen. Yeah. So I was like so so um, he was like we do that thing for we had a system around each other for you wake up and do this while you're doing that I'm doing this. So I feel like that's when we bonded the most because we were just alone. Um, and then I went to high school and I think. Our relationship is weird because I'm the one who's most like him. So when he fights, how he fights, how he goes quiet and everything. You know, like how you mentioned sometimes I'm just like, bruh, I check out. And he's, yeah, and he's exactly the same. So I feel for that reason, even though we had crazy fights sometimes, it would just be that thing of, I know you need time, I need time. We don't do the sorry thing because, again, I don't think he's a sorry man. Like, he doesn't apologize for things I don't feel. But um, it's that African manliness. Man. I said, so you should do, but maybe you were right. You could tell you were right based on how quickly you were spoken to after. Mm-hmm. 
it's like you know us right but i'm not gonna tell you because i mean you're talking to me so it's cool um but i feel like um our relationship i don't know i mean because we are very alike sometimes the fight is more silent and I think also because I get a lot of my stubbornness from him. Sometimes he's mad at me and I'm just like, nigga, I don't have time for you to not be talking to me. I'm going to send you voice notes. I'm going to call you. I'm going to blow your phone. But it also, like let's that. just be clear. Um, when we're talking about favorites, I am, favorite. favorite. yeah, favorite. I am definitely his favorite. Yeah. And I always wondered why, but then I found out, and this is my theory. I could be wrong again, You're but then like your mom. Sorry, no, that's my theory. I think uh, there's that. I used to think it might be that, that I behaved like her the most because a lot of people have always told me Nyam looks like her and I behave like these versions of my behavior that trigger them is mostly what it is. Yeah. But actually what I found out when I was 18, this is why you should talk to your children about their parents dying, is that when we were in the accident, because he wasn't around when it happened, right? He'd traveled. So when he got the phone call and was told that Ideally, Nyerere had passed away. Mom had passed away. He had to come when he came home because me and Nyam were in the car with her. Mm-hmm. Nyam was fine. I was in a coma. So when he arrived, he wasn't Word? sure. Yeah. So he wasn't sure if I was going to make it either, which is why, like, when you check the funeral pictures and everything, I wasn't there. What? So mine yeah. was so, yeah. So my injuries were so much more dramatic. And it was like me basically pulling through was not a given. Yeah. So by the time he arrived, it was just like, okay, so I might have one child. My wife and other child have passed away. And I think that's Damn. where his thing is. Because now by the time you are moving or leaving, I went back to being like the last born. You know what I mean? And I feel like I'm the miracle child. And that's probably why also I get away with the most. And what in the miracle? Oh, I wow. didn't know we had a miracle walking with miracle us. Miracle baby, call me Daya. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, I think that's what it is. I feel like because that was a very pivotal part of his life, me coming back and then being very like him, I think throws him. And then also being, I feel like a lot like Nyawira behavior. I think I'm just like, you know, kryptonite for Superman. I'm just like... <laughs> I'm just like that kid where he's like, I want to, I want to smash you to the wall. But at the same time, you fight exactly like me, but you remind me of this. And also you could have died. So I'm going to let you live, you know? <laughs> so I feel like that's, that's probably deep. why I get away with the most. Also, because my trauma response, I have just gone very deep, but for five seconds, my trauma response is to learn people and figure out what it is that they need so that I don't have to adjust after. So I have studied that man. What are I know so much. Like, if you, I'm the child who is told, do you want to go and get, I'd be like, give me two seconds. They'll come back and be like, okay, so he said, we do it this way, but if we don't do it this way, it's this. and I think it also upsets him because he knows I do that, but also he doesn't know what to do to stop it. So I think that's what it is. We're very much alike. I'm very like, Nyawira's in behavior, I think. Mm-hmm. But also, and you're a miracle, I was baby. basically dead when he arrived from you're the States. So I think that's his thing. Again, I haven't asked him. We are all in theory at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> because Africans don't discuss shit. We do what? <laughs> throw it under, under the rug. You know, what did you say yesterday? It's throw, just throwing it's under the carpet. Throwing sweep. under the carpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the not sweep under the rug. No, so no, what was, what was your relationship with mom then? Um, You don't talk about your relationship with no, no let let me start with okay. my relationship with mom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, <laughs> wait, you don't talk. No, no she'll talk after because. Yeah. The, I'm All sharing. right. So we're doing our side. Then we'll listen to the baby. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, by the way, as you can see, we are just doing this as we go. We wanted to be very sensitive to everyone getting an opportunity to speak their truth, yeah. without our own views or our own experiencing cloud experiences clouding that um so my experience with mom in the beginning was very i just i thought she was so beautiful first and foremost um she married my dad when she was 25 and i just was like she had the best style she still has the best (laughs) style she's very fashionable um very pretty and and all of that but then um, like I mentioned, she was the disciplinarian. And for a lot of people, that was the wrong way for things to happen. Especially at that time, I remember I remember being teased in school that I have a stepmother. 
yeah and that was like a big thing and in those days a stepmother the direct connotation was evil Hansel you know and Gretel. Hansel um, is it Hansel and Gretel or Cinderella? Hansel and Gretel were eaten by a witch in the forest. No, but they were eaten by a witch. No, they were not eaten by a witch in the forest. Girl, they ran away from home because their dad remarried a witch. Oh, I don't know that part Whoa. of the story. Yeah. No, she got. Co- they on, have a ste- a they had a stepmom who was like so fucking evil. So, Christian has come. Cornelius, go say hi to your father. Anyway, um, they they had a father uh, who remarried, and their evil stepmom was so bad that they ran away to the forest, and that's how they ended up at the place. It was a candy land, was it not? It was the house that was made of candy for the witch. Why okay, yes. Guys, that? anyway. <laughs> tell us, tell us the real story of Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, the the thing that was known of stepmothers was just like evil. And now because of how she would beat us, uh, as we grew up in the old school of being chapwad, being pinched, you know, like crazy and then we're also very light skinned so we bruise easy i think a lot of people felt that we were being abused and also in in me i was like hey and yeah even this suffering is too much so i was like god do i actually really have an evil stepmother i I remember when i was young i was just like what in the cinderella of (laughs) cindy is that you (laughs) i'm like but i'll have my glass slipper one day (laughs) um yeah and so i know there was also a lot of turmoil in the family because of it um but again this is the thing about growing up so i don't really think that we addressed it i think first by shiko being born i think that changed um a lot in our family dynamic as a whole um so in in a sense i used to be like shiko was our savior (laughs) do you think she became soft i think so I think she did. Yeah. She most certainly did. She not did, I but think. also you saved you. you and you know what? The funny thing is, I think if you asked, if you asked her today, she would tell you the same thing. Yeah. Like she felt I like. I asked her actually. Did you? I have had a conversation with her. About How'd that go? It went the same well. way. Yeah. So she was just like, yeah. I feel like it's not only her. I feel like she had a conversation with someone else as well, who was just like she was like, yeah. I was hard on them at first, and it took. I guess it was you coming in to understand what the relation should could be like or she became softer to be honest let, let me tell then you shiko would cr- i just remember you i feel like it didn't change Im- well th- no it changed immediately when shiko was born also just shiko kind of took over all our lives i think having a new child in the in the ecosystem <laughs> um it's like changing diapers everyone's like hands on deck and all of that um trying to reduce the video or the volume up. of kidio sorry do you remember when she was obsessed with kidio and we'd have to if we wanted to watch it put off the volume while the song is playing then put it back up while they're talking because if you had the song if you had slept for five seconds you'd wake up and we'd get into don't even know what that is <laughs> i'll send you a link anyway so um i think things changed then and then i also noticed that Amava started taking a more disciplinary role as well but as well like gadoni is saying you would cry when it was discipline time for us um so you would also get welcome help. bitches <laughs> Actually, for me, I have to say thank you because really, I was beaten every day, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's that. So, but I, I was saying when I also again hit twenty five, I was just like, wow. Even the fact that she was surviving having two stepchildren of age seven and age five, at twenty five, my guy, at twenty five, you know nothing. She could. That's like you being two years into parenting. Yes, I know two babies yeah so i think i have some compassion as well (laughs) having grown up to be like yo yo that's that some things are wild also um but then now also i guess our relationship shifted a lot with you guys moving out um because now the opportunities were not there to really engage um in that time, I also felt like it was selfish. I felt abandoned because I'm like, if you are also a mom, why were you leaving? Um, having gone through a breakdown of a relationship, I also understand though that sometimes you just gotta make a choice for your life. 
Um, but I mean, there's so many layers. Yeah. But I think um, in that time of early separation, I I also struggled with having relationships with both sets of parents because I also really felt that I want both of them to feel loved and had. So if one was bitching about the other, I would just be all all in in the bitching on this side. And then when I transfer to this other side, I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. Um, but I don't think that that should be the case. Anyway, we'll cover this in another episode. Okay. But um, I think processing and thinking through all these things I feel like she's been a bit more open the older we get to even discuss these points of views or hear how certain things affected us um, or our point of view in in the larger scheme of things. Um, Yeah, so I, I guess it's still a work in progress, just kind of figuring out. But like I said, through therapy, I also just learned our parents are who they are. Trying to change them is wrong the so, whole where work. Does, so where does your relationship stand now this episode of okay kiasi will be continued next week stay tuned <laughs> <laughs>